Where does yesterday's future, which is already here, ready here, ready here, ready here, meet today's future, which is about to happen, and tomorrow's future, which could be just minutes away? Welcome to Technology Revolution, the future of now. Where host Bonnie D. Graham asks savvy futurists for their predictions about the tech-driven trends that are shaping our future right now. Here's your host, who will take us into the future of now, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, 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 Bonnie D. in the house. Happy to be here, more than any of you really know. This is Technology Revolution, my longest-running show, and we talk tech, but we do it with a smile. Oh, my, you're smiling about technology. Yes, we are. No doom and gloom, no terrible predictions. We're talking about good stuff, and today I'm very privileged to have four ladies who are going to talk about the future of parenting. Yeah, there are no dads here. It's going to be future moms, but I just want to say parenting and AI, because, you know, I've been running this series for the past almost year about the future of something and AI, an industry, a profession, a soft skill, a creative genre. We've done just about everything. And my wonderful, often frequent, regular guest, Karen Gibson, was kind enough to engage the other three ladies. So as all of you who are my regular listeners, and ladies, before I introduce you, just wave hello to Facebook. Meta, wave hello to LinkedIn, wave hello to YouTube, and wave hello virtually to the Voice America Business Channel audience. There you go. And a shout out to Matt Widener, my engineer today. So I collaborate. I have a very special collaboration with ChatGPT, and I ask it to please write, oh, Rand loves this, write a, an opening monologue as a poem for me, and then I give it a little bit of each guest's bio so it'll know a little about you. I will have each of you give us your full bio, your three-minute version. I know you've got a 25-page bio, especially Maffei, but she'll have to tone it down a little bit. Uh, I'm the green room comedian, and sometimes I do funny on the show, too. So here's the poem, and when I call your name, please just wave and do something special like smile a lot. Here we go, ladies. Okay. Welcome to Technology Revolution's Grand Stage, where futurists at our mics share predictions savvy and sage. No pressure, girls, but savvy and sage. In the realm where futures intertwine, join me, Bonnie D, on this grand design. Technology revolution takes center stage for the future of parenting and AI, a compelling engage. They meant to say engagement, but it doesn't rhyme. Here we go. Karen Gibson, a guide with wisdom to share. Mama's got to let go with compassion. She cares. Brain Builders founder, an educator profound, navigating parenting, her expertise is unbound. Karen, what'd you think? Cool. <laughs> wow, I love it. Yeah, okay. You can thank me. I did the editing and chat GPT. Next, Atia Chaudhry Green, wave hello, a nurse of the heart, super smart parenting, a creative art, neurolinguistic programming in her hand, a visionary guide across the parenting land. What'd you think, Atia? You like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mafei Yunan Belasco, say hello. A leader of grace, mother of six in the business space, empowering with consultancy, her forte, branding and coaching. She's lighting the way. Mafei, I hope you like that. I think she's Love smiling. it. Oh, you. good. And then Ren Roberts, and she spells it with a Z on the end, so there's no question that has a Z sound. Ren Roberts, transformative in her stride. Show me stride. Financial freedom and joy by her side. A business coach with a passion so true, guiding others to the dreams they pursue. <gasps> What'd you think? Oh, she likes that. Okay, here we go. Let me finish. 
the, oh, she's, okay. The future of parenting with AI near, a journey of knowledge. Let's lend an ear with Bonnie D and her guests, a harmonious sound for parents and AI technology. Let the wisdom abound. We'll educate, enlighten, inspire, we avow on technology revolution. Join us now in this hour envisioning AI's embrace. Bonnie D leads the show with energy and grace. Ladies, what do you think? Is that cool, Beans? And you know something? When people don't use ChatGPT, I'll say to some of my guests, how long do you think it took for it to write that poem? No, I did edit it, so it's AI plus a human. Karen, I, I, you know, the, the doctor found I still have a brain, so, you know, it's I'm the human. I'm the human. I don't like to say, you know. So uh, I do the editing, and I just uh, – do, do any of you use ChatGPT? Anybody using it at all right now? You are. So you know. Can you want to vote on how many seconds it took for it to write that the core of that poem before I edited it? One second, Ren, I think it was more like two and a half. Anybody? Well, I gave it away. Yes, it was a little, <laughs> Ren Roberts. It was a little slow that day. Okay. Okay. Is anybody using GPT-4, which is the, the paid version that has Dolly built in? You are. Karen, are you enjoying it? Anatia, what do you think? Love yes. It. She loves it. I might go there. So let's move on. It's time to find out who you really are. I love the way I poemed your an overview of who you are, but we need to hear from each of you. So here's the speaking order today. We have Karen, we have Atia, we have Maffei, and we have Rin. You're all wonderful. And even though I only know Karen, I love you all, but somebody had to be first and somebody had to be fourth. So Rin, that's the way. Okay, somebody, yes. There she goes. Okay, so Karen Gibson, I'm putting you on speaker view. Please take your three minutes. Karen, I did the math this morning. I did the math. And Karen has been on the show so many times in the past three years, I think that I'm guessing there are only about 14.78923 people in the world who don't remember her. Karen, please don't be offended, but, you know, that, that was that point something three that just threw me because I don't know who that person is. So, Karen, pretend that everybody doesn't know you and give us the overview. Wonderful, Karen Gibson. Go ahead and welcome back. Thank you so much for having me again, um, Bonnie. Well, um, first of all, I am the mother of two adult daughters, ages 21 and 27. So I have made every single parenting mistake out there and continuing learning. I've um, written Mama's Gotta Let Go, How to Let Go Without Losing Your Sanity. Uh, my, my family reminds me that I continue to lose my sanity, but I still continue to attempt to let go. And my goal, um, as you know, my mission is to revolutionize parenting and teach parents that it is possible to navigate parenting without um, losing your sanity too much, you're, you're, you'll lose it and then you'll rein it back in and know that you'll be okay. Um, I also wrote 100 Parenting Tips Inspired by the Pandemic, which started off with just a couple of weeks of support, daily support, and then it just turned into 100 um, tips where I videoed um, daily for some reason and that turned into a book. My recent... Um, mission is to help people of all ages, but mainly parenting, which is my, my background, is a positive intelligence parenting program. Um, and I'm 
loving that Mathan or son are also um, finding value that you do not have to be a parent to have these inner voices, right? Because you have the hyperachiever, you have the avoider, you have nine voices that continue to steal your peace. So that is my mission to really help people understand that mental fitness trumps academics, trumps, uh, you know, climbing that career path, trumps anything because if we don't have, like Bonnie saying, goodness, they found your brain. If we don't have our brain and our mental fitness is learning how to, um, whoa, look at that. And that's what my goal is, to really find the spark, the inner spark of your brain and just rein it in whenever. Yes, that's what I do, Bonnie. Yes. And I've been told that that confetti is real when we really practice that self-care and navigate the way our brain is meant to be, we won't be experiencing stress or guilt or frustration or anxiety. So that's me. And lastly, I founded Brain Builders. Can't forget that. 1999. And I have um, touched hundreds of lives, um, ages three to 60. I've had, now it's only, uh, I kind of narrowed down from age five to 13. And um, that's what I do. I build brains and navigate success inside and outside of the classroom. That's a little bit about me. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much. By the way, if anybody has the Mac OS system up to the Sonoma version, which they debuted a little while ago, these are the new gestures. You can do all kinds of things with your thumbs and you can create confetti and there are balloons and there's a rainstorm and there's, let me see if I can do this. Can we get there? It's there we go. It's raining. It's raining. I don't like that one particularly, but my son taught me those. <laughs> He's all grown up, but he knows how to do these. And you can go online and say, what are the new reactions in Max? And they work on Zoom. They work on FaceTime. They work on anything. So they are Mac-generated, facilitated, not whatever app you're using for showing other people. So thank you very much, Karen. Appreciate that. Let's go around the table. Atia Chaudhry Green, I'm going to ask you to unmute yourself. And Atia, I'm putting you on special speaker view. Why don't you tell us who you are and welcome. Hello, everybody. And thank you very much, Bonnie, for having me here today. So um, who am I then? So I'm the CEO and founder of Super Smart Stories. Uh, which incorporates super smart parenting. Now, um, before I did that, I was actually a trained, I'm a trained nurse um, and worked in the UK healthcare system for over 30 years on quality improvement. And I got really interested in um, neurolinguistics because a change happened in my brother. And I thought, wow, what happened there? And I got interested. And so I started doing this neurolinguistic uh, programming course, and I'm now a NLP master practitioner, coach and trainer. Um, but what happened to me there led to me um, supporting parents around how to do the neuro connection piece with their children. And so they do that already intuitively because, you know, they're the mom or the dad and they know their children. But there's something more about how they can connect with their children through the linguistics language that they use because they have a preference and their children have a preference. And from a family dynamics perspective, when you can connect with your children in the right way, in the way that their brain likes to perceive information, it's very impactful. Um, but... As part of the neurolinguistics, um, 
I love to learn. Like everybody, uh, I have this thirst and uh, and love for learning. And I started to, in the healthcare field, I was very much orientated to theory and learning the theory and putting it into practice. And uh, I realised I didn't really use my creative side as much. So um, I got into visual thinking and visual strategy and how can you communicate faster by using visuals. Um, so that led me into the visual thinking and visual strategy. And I combined some of the visuals in the super smart storytelling and super smart parenting uh, to provide information um, that helps them to understand things quicker and faster. Um, so what do I want to say? What else do I want to say? I want to say that I don't have any children, so I can't sit here and say I'm a parent. But what I can say is that I've been a child. And through that child, um, uh, like all of us, we've all been children. And through the NLP, I discovered that I was programmed as a child that led me to be limited as an adult, which then got me thinking about how can we support children to reframe what's going on for them so that they become less limited as an adult. And so that's where the super smart uh, stories came in. And then also the super smart parenting was about what stories are we telling ourselves as a parent that is limiting our children. And from that, um, so I am a uh, number one bestseller um, contributor to a book called Love Speaks. And within that is my story as a child and what happened to me. And um, through that, it helps me to demonstrate the, um, what I'm trying to say, demonstrate why it's really, really important that we support our children to live into their authentic selves. And um, I met, as you know, Bonnie, I met Karen um, as part of this uh, being here here today. And Karen and I now collaborate because Karen and Carol, Karen has a positive parenting program and I have my linguistics and they dovetail beautifully together. Very so I think I'll leave it there because I'm not sure whether I'm up to three minutes. That's <laughs> so. fine. Thank you. So nice to meet you. Very interesting. Yes, we often talk about being a good parent to our own child, us, right? Our inner child. There was a little boy who wanted to come into a house where I was staying. I don't know where it was in my dream this morning. And everybody had gone away and I was in this house and there was a sliding door and this little boy knocked on the screen and he said, nap, nap, I want to come in and take a nap. And I let him in the house. I have no idea. And it wasn't me because when I dream about me as a child, I dream about a little girl. And I let him in and he was going to look for either a teddy bear or a doll or something to uh, comfort himself. It was very interesting. I'm not going to share the rest of the dream because it'll scare the crap out of everybody, but <laughs> it scared me. <laughs> but uh, it was interesting because it was somebody's child was talking to me in my dream, and I, I have no idea. Who, so we'll leave any, if there are any dream theor theorists out there around the world who want to help me with that one, email Bonnie Radio with Gmail. I'll be happy to talk to you. Thank you, Atia. Lovely to meet you. Mafe Belasco, I'm so honored that you're here. Six children, you must be a busy mom. And you have businesses and all that good stuff. So let's hear from you, Mafe. Welcome. 
Thank you, Bonnie, for having me. And of course, uh, uh, I'm so grateful for Karen for always connecting me with amazing individuals. Um, I'm sure you've read. Yes, I have six beautiful children. I actually became a mom of three already at, at age 23 and 10 years later became a mom of six. And yes, it's been um, a full plate. I always say I have a buffet full of, of, of um, things I do, but um, being intentional, um, organizes all that right so I built my business my family management back in 2015 and it was intentional parenting because I wanted to understand the language of my children you know like you, your your show the title the future is now the language is technology social media right um the swipe or the the, the two seconds attention span so how do I become that intentional parent and still be able to communicate with them and for them to communicate back with me. I do many things, but I make it fun, um, just like a podcast, events, um, and my background. I was in the pageant community because I want to be a voice for the voiceless. You know, there's so many um, individuals out there, especially the youth, that have a hard time speaking to even their parents. So how do you make that connection? And so I've dedicated my life, my purpose to making sure that the youth is inspired through my actions and especially my children. You know, they're my uh, number one priority, but life happens. Um, at the end of the day, I, I still put my hand up and, and seek mentors. So um, I really invest in my well-being. Of course, Karen being one of my biggest inspiration and mentors, as well as my life coach, Kimi Lu from the Philippines. Um, they really educated me on how to um, maintain and balance <laughs> a mom's brain, heart, and soul. As parents, you know, <laughs> anything can happen. You got to be ready. It's like, it's not even a sprint. It's a marathon. So you got to stay hydrated um, in ways where you seek help. You know, I'm not a robot. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hydration. I'm not a robot. We're not robots. You're human beings with feelings. And so the only way that we can fuel our soul, our energy is to seek help, to ask questions. Right. And yes, we have technology to help us as well. But human touch Human love is something that I want to share with everybody that do not be afraid to ask that question or even just, you know, even for me, I think the most intentional way of even connecting with others is just, hi, how are you? That question alone is so impactful that you just never know what you will receive. Or maybe it's me asking you to ask me that back. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's me in a nutshell. Yes, a businesswoman, a motivational speaker. And again, like I said, I prioritize really inspiring the youth. You know, just letting them know that they are valuable, that they are loved, and uh, they're and they're not alone. Thank you. And I'll tell you something interesting, Mafe, you just brought up. My engineers today, we have Matt. Uh, I usually work with Jordan. And they always ask my guests, how are you today? And I didn't realize <laughs> what you just said, really. It's very important. Isn't that interesting? And I will tell my guests that often before the sound check, I'll say, my engineer is a really nice guy. If he says, how are you? Answer him back and tell him because he really cares. They do care. And I didn't. And another thing, if you notice, ladies, in the chat, when you arrived in my Zoom room, the first thing you saw was welcome. And then it said, please silence or mute phone ringers and email and text alerts. The reason I do that is I had a therapist years ago, a fantastic woman. I saw her twice a week, not afraid to admit that. And um, 
the first thing she said when I came into her office, when the previous patient left and I client, shall we say, and I went in, the first thing she said to me was, welcome. It set a tone I had never experienced in a professional setting like that before. Never. Mm-hmm. Welcome. That one word made me feel like I was welcome. Yes. And it set a tone of, of human and caring and love in a way. And it was lovely. So I oh, I started doing this a while ago. So for all my guests on Zoom, the first thing you'll see from me when you enter the room is welcome. That's how I feel. So Maffei, thank you for pointing that out. And Ren Roberts, we are ready to get to you. Somebody had to be fourth and I just picked you out of a hat. So there you are. But Karen, she's always on. So she had to be first. Ren Roberts, would you please tell us who you are and why are you here and what's this thing about parenting and why is it important to you? Welcome. Well, welcome to the audience too. And what a wonderful, amazing space. And I'm so pleased to be here. So for those of you who's wanting more financial freedom and joy, probably a lot. And that's what I have been seeking. Well, my whole life, though, especially since I was 15 and it just sparked something in me. And I'm like, wait, business is the way to be getting my goals, like this big dream house that I have and all of this. So that's where I sought off in that direction and what a journey it has been. (laughs) And so now I'm teaching business owners how to run their businesses online. My very first business, I sought out at 19 to have my own business. I was an animal lover and I started a petting zoo. And so we had Los Angeles's largest petting zoo company. I hand-raised baby parrots. I had a business partner who loved reptiles. So we had like a 12-foot python we would take to the kids' birthdays. (laughs) And so that's how I got my start. And then I jumped into the parenting world. I had thousands of children's birthday parties under my belt while I wanted my own kids with birthdays. And I became a mom via adopting foster children from the system. And so I ended up adopting three siblings and that forever changed my world. (laughs) So now I span the mompreneur world as well. And so that's been a whole lot of growth. (laughs) And so tying it back, so AI and parenting, where do we bring all of this together? And so that's where in my business world, I've been teaching business owners why they want to be using AI. You mentioned chat GPT at the beginning, Bonnie, and it's a way to save time, save energy. And also I love to tell people it's about the up level and there's definitely a human brain potential in using our mind to edit what the AI helps out. The removing blank page syndrome. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And so that's a blessing. And now looking at in terms of AI is like, well, rather than having like this, oh my gosh, our kids are going to be using AI and okay, our kids are going to be using AI. (laughs) So how can we make that a positive rather than a scary thing? Wow. 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 When you said you had the largest petting zoo and you were raising baby, I think everybody almost fell off their chairs here. I put it on speaker, on a gallery view so everybody could be seen. Our reactions were, what? Seriously, Ren, I have a question for you. I know everybody here is very active and very intentional. Lovely word, Muffet. But Ren, do you ever sleep? (laughs) 
actually, yes. And I've made that a priority with self-care. And so actually, I didn't really value my sleep until I became a mom and I got my kids in reverse order. So two, five, and 10 all in three weeks. <laughs> and so I then realized self-care. And so that's really, sh and internal growth. So that's, it, it just really shaked things up, which I think happens to a lot of us on our parenting journeys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Well, thank you, ladies. I love the bios. We could just sit and talk to all of you about who you are, what you've done for an hour. But we this is technology revolution, the future of now, and we're going to get back to our theme. So I've asked each of you to send me, we're going to make this brief, like two minutes a piece. We're going to make this brief. I've asked you each to send me a fictional quote from a movie or a TV character or a song lyric, and you're going to relate it to parenting and AI, and then we'll go into the prediction. So let's make the quotes really fast. Karen has sent a quote from, I let her get away with this because it's from a movie called AI. How dare you, Karen? You're not supposed to pick something <laughs> on the theme. 2001 American sci-fi film, Sheila, the mecha secretary who appears in the opening scene, played by Sabrina Gerdich, I can't even pronounce, G-R-D-E-V-I-C-H, is remembered by many for having her face open. I saw the scene revealing that she's not actually human. So Professor Hobby, played by the wonderful William Hurt, says, tell me, what is love? And Sheila, the mecha secretary, says, love is first widening my eyes a little bit and quickening my breathing a little and warming my skin. And Professor Hobby says, and so on, exactly so. Thank you, Sheila. But I wasn't referring to sensuality stimulators. The word that I used was love, love like the love of a child or its parents. Oh, got goosebumps on that one, Karen. Two minutes. What does this have to do with our topic? Oh, tell us. I want to thank you for letting me use that quote. But I think the love of a child for their parent, I mean, it's a very unique bond, right? It evolves over time. Starts off with innocence and trust. You com They completely rely on us, right? Care, protection, nourishment. You're attached from the umbilical cord to them. You feel comforted. You're safe, Right. And I think we strive for that deep connection as adults, but with AI, with um, overwhelming parental stress, I believe that AI can provide comfort, can help with future, um, even, you know, babysitting per se. Um, and I think it, it will be like a virtual parent to a lot of children. We just have to learn to trust it and know how to use it in a positive way. Well put, positive way and trust. Very important. We have enough trouble trusting people today. No, we got to trust AI. Well, that's a that's what could be a Herculean task, but some of us are trying. Atia, I'm going to your quote. It's from Champion, a 2011 song by the British rapper Chipmunk, who I've never heard of, featuring Chris Brown. I've heard of Chris Brown. Uh, it was co-written and featuring Chris Brown, produced by blah, 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 blah. The song was added to the international deluxe edition of Brown's fourth album, Fame, F dot A dot M dot E dot. Uh, let's see. It was called a fist-clenching anthemic mid-tempo electro R&B stomper. Well, how's that for a music category, ladies? <laughs> it ponders the glorious highs and the depressive lows of fame. And Robert Copsey of Digital Spy, probably a magazine, I'm guessing, called gave it four out of five stars. So here's the line that Tia has selected. Some people have to learn. Some people wait their turn. Some people, but not me. I was born a champion. What a beautiful quote. Atia, what does this have to do with parenting and AI? Go ahead. So uh, for me, um, the word champion in relation to children in particular was about how do we encourage our children to be their own champion? 
so that they can live into their own authenticity. And alongside that comes how can parents model that champion beingness as a human being, as a parent, because children pick up on what parents are about and they model some of their behavior. So how do uh, parents demonstrate being a champion in their world? Not in an aggressive way, in more of a being authentic, being themselves, being happy, demonstrating the happiness, demonstrating that when things go down, actually I can pick myself up and this is what I can do. So the champion word really is about living into your authentic self, how can you get support from other people around you? And linked to AI, well, AI for me is another way of how can we become our, develop our own championship um, way of being through that methodology, whether it's a child, whether it's a teacher or whether it's a parent or anybody, how can we use that? Thank so that's my much. take on that. Lovely quote. Lovely quote, and I think that could be a mantra for a lot of people. Everybody out there in the cyber world listening to us, watching us digital, that's your new mantra for today. Okay, we all want to be a champion in a good way. Let's move on. Mafe Yunan Belasco has picked a quote, one of our favorite. Everybody loves this one. Forrest Gump, played by Tom Hanks, 1994, American comedy, drama, film, uh, it became the top grossing film in the U.S. that year and earned $678.2 million worldwide, the second highest grossing film of 1994 behind. Anybody know which one was the top grossing that year? Anybody want to take a guess? Okay, it was in my notes in the, in the, in the invitation. Nobody read it. It was <laughs> The Lion King. Okay, so there we go. And here is the quote. My mama always said, life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Okay, Maffei, two minutes. What does this have to do with parenting and AI? Go ahead. There you go. His mom said it all, you know. Everything in life is unpredictable, but it's being intentional. That's that's the word of today, I guess. And um, knowing that there's opportunities and sharing this with your children that we don't have to depend on just what we know, but reach for their goals, you know, no matter what is, I guess, stopping you or challenging you right now, there's always, you know, a rainbow um, waiting for you, you know, and it's just a matter of, again, reaching out and understanding that life is a challenge in itself. And if we're thinking in a positive way, surrounding yourself with amazing mentorship, especially your parents, guiding you because we are the guinea pig. You know, we've done everything that you could possibly think of before you thought about it, right? Um, but at the end of the day, yes, life is amazing. It's sweet. It's yummy. It's um, it's just waiting for you. Um, and, and you just have to grab it. Sometimes it's that chocolate with the cherry and the gooey syrup inside that gets all yeah. over your hands. And exactly. sometimes it's got nuts in it that get stuck in your teeth. And exactly. sometimes it's dark chocolate and you don't even want to eat it. You just want to look at it because there's exactly. striations in the chocolate and it looks like a mountain and it's beautiful. I'm I'm waxing. If anybody wants to send me a box of chocolates for Valentine's Day, I'll give you my address. But isn't it, Bonnie, every time you take a bite, it's just so amazing. So it's yes. it's that when you take a bite of life, when you grab it, like you do not expect how amazing that opportunity is. 
Absolutely true. Thank you very much. And let's go to Ren. Ren has picked a quote from It's About Time. That's part of the quote, an album and song by the late wonderful singer-songwriter John Denver back in 1983. The album, it's from the album, uh, let's see, uh, Studio 17, 17th album. My goodness gracious. The album featured, listen to this, Patty Austin. Rita Marley and the Whalers and Emmy Lou Harris and Wild Montana Skies was the single. It was chosen by the Western Writers of America, ran as one of the top 100 Western songs of all time. And John Denver wrote, and you'll all love this for our show today. John wrote, this album is dedicated with great love and respect to the memory of my father, his father, Lieutenant Colonel, retired H.J. Dutch Deutschendorf. And here is the quote. It's about time. It's about changes, and it's about time. You made me cry, Ren. You're not supposed to do that to the host. God, well, I shouldn't have done all that research. Damn, damn on me. Okay, Ren, what does this have to do with, with us? Go ahead. Yeah, I absolutely love this quote um, for a bunch of reasons. And the song in general, it's about positive changes. And so that's where linking this to the AI, that there is so many things that are positive about it. And just like when the internet first came out, there's very positive things that we can do with the internet, like live streaming right now. And then there's very nefarious things that people can do with the internet. And so looking at with AI, let's just embrace the positive aspect. And what I also like, and it sometimes even drives you nuts when you're using AI, is that it doesn't allow the negative to come out. And so sometimes to get creative prompting, like it actually won't let you make images of kids. It blocks that. Yes. So, <laughs> so sometimes I've had to get creative and say a mother with little ones, and then I can get an image. <laughs> I didn't know how to get around because sometimes I'll say uh, a brother and sister age four and six, and it'll say, we can't do that for you. So, yeah. So there's annoying parts of it, though. The bigger core, why they're blocking it is there. There is a positive stake in the ground saying that humanity, we need to be moving in a more positive, uplifting, faster direction. And that's where I see that this quote ties in. And that's my own, you know, vision for AI as being a wonderful catalyst for positive change in our world. <laughs> thank you very much through parenting. Lovely ladies, thank you so much for your quotes. I appreciate the effort you put into it. And I love that I never know what I'm going to get. I like a box of chocolates, Muffet. I get people now, I'm getting recent guests have been quoting The Wizard of Oz from 1939 with Judy Garland. Different quotes. Uh, one from Glinda, the Good Witch of the North. You had the power all along, my dear. And of course, the famous Dorothy quote. We're in, I, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. And people are now quoting Gone with the Wind. I had somebody yesterday quote, Frankly, Scarlett, I don't give a damn <laughs> from Red Butler. So people are going way back in time. And I love it because I get to do the research and I get to visit movies, if you will. So thank you very much. Let's move on quickly to our predictions. We only have 20 minutes left. What are we doing here? Okay. So Karen Gibson, I liked your predictions one and two so much. Now, secret, everybody don't tell Karen, but she emailed me yesterday and said, which of my predictions are you going to pick? And I said, Karen, you've been on the show how many times? A hundred times, 99 times, 12 times, you know, I never know which I'm going to pick until we're in the middle of the live show. So Karen, there you go. So I've decided to pick two because they're going to hone us in very beautifully, Karen, on the core of the topic today, parenting and AI. So let's get down to it. Karen, I'm going to read both and just pick and choose whatever you want to talk about. So Karen said, Parents may be using AI-powered apps to monitor their children's nutrition, 
sleep and exercise to make smarter decisions about their child's health. And then she said, parents may be using AI as a virtual babysitter. Now, this is a prediction, so it's not necessarily today, it's for the future. Nothing can replace human interactions, but AI can occupy children with interactive stories, educational games, safe entertainment when parents are busy. So we've got the virtual babysitter, and then we've got the monitoring nutrition, sleep, and exercise. I think those go together beautifully, Karen. So Karen, take your three minutes of glory and tell us what this is all about. Go ahead. Well, I believe since a lot of us are concerned with the nutrition, right, with the sleep and exercise, that AI will be able to be your personalized meal planner, right? It can track nutrients, give you recipe suggestions, and that's always a, I mean, a stressful thing. Like, what am I going to cook today? AI can actually, who knows, do it for you as well. Analyze your child's dietary needs, right? Make sure that you take into consideration allergies and maybe make sure that it's one of their favorite meals or snacks. No one wants to hear, I don't want to eat that, mom, when you've worked so hard on it. So sleep. Sleep trackers are really important to find out, is your child getting quality of sleep? Because lack of sleep, as we know, will affect moods, will affect productivity, will affect I mean, their whole day. So exercise, right now we can track our miles, you know, we can track our steps. But can you imagine having an interactive AI who will help your child actually exercise, be their playmate, be their exercise buddy, and promote physical activity? As far as babysitting, you can actually have an AI, right? I know there's a lot of uh, movies out there, but just know that you can have a live video monitor you know, to ensure their safety. You can have AI enhanced toys and entertainment based on their preferences, based on their learning style. So they pretty much have a personal companion. As an only child, I would have loved, I had their, you know, the Barbies and the dolls and you had to make believe. But this way you actually have someone that's almost real life, right? And it can help you with your homework. There you go, 24-7 tutor. You can have enrichment age appropriate fun. And most of all, I think with the um, biometric identification, which I think they will have only authorized people can have access to your house. So you won't have anyone breaking in somehow, some way AI will be like, no, you know, you actually have like your own security system. Um, it'll alert parents. Are your, is your child climbing furniture? Is your child getting into restricted areas that you do not want them into? Then all of a sudden, who knows? It could be like a flashing alert or no, do not do that. And your child will be like, oh my gosh, I better not get in trouble. There's always ways that children can hack the system. But I think the more high-tech AI is, we will be able to rely and trust. And I love how, you know, Ren said the positivity of it, that we will be able to have, um, you know, AI-enhanced um, toys, entertainment, and even like, think about it, ensuring their safety. That, I think, is a number one priority. So with, um, you know, both of them, I think the having a, a personal nutritionist, Someone who, you know, tracks your sleep, promotes exercise and babysits. AI can be our, our superhero in parenting. Thank you, superhero. You're my superhero in parenting, Karen Gibson. We're not giving that title away anytime soon. All of you are. Thank you. You touched a little bit on the prediction I picked for uh, for Atia, but I'm going to read it anyway because she's going to dive a little deeper. So Atia says, connected toys and entertainment. That's what she's predicting. Interactive AI-powered toys that can speak listen and respond to a child's action could become commonplace. These toys can also, now here's the difference, monitor a child's progress in various skills and adjust their mode of interaction accordingly. 
This is interesting, Atiyah. Take your take two two minutes. That's about it, and tell us what this means. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, um, so yeah. In terms of the toys or interactivity, I mean, things are happening already, and children use games and all sorts of things to play. But in terms of this, the thing that I was thinking about is, uh, from my perspective, you know, I'm talking about the linguistics and what kind of words to the children prefer to use. There's something about how you can design toys that are designed and preferred by the child to learn faster because they like to use particular words more so than other words. So that's one area that it can expand to. The other sort of aspect I was thinking about was in terms of, you know, when you ask your children what do they want and, you know, write a letter to Santa so there's something about how do parents create the toy that's right for their child and how they can demonstrate using AI tools, the right tool for the for the child based on, let's say, the development uh, on the development curve, where is the child, what age are they at and what what AI tool would be right for them uh, from their development stage as well. So there's something about that, um, you know, creatively also asking the child, what is it that they want from Santa too? <laughs> so that's where I want to leave it there. <laughs> Thank you. Very, very interesting. Yes. Uh, there's a famous line in some movie. I don't I don't think it was Home Alone where he's on the lap of Santa. He says, I want the I want the gun. Uh, anybody remember that? I want the toy gun. It, one of my guests quoted that a couple of weeks ago. I have to find it. It was very scary, actually. OK, let's move on. Mafe Velasco. Mafe Yunnan Velasco. There we go. I'm combining two predictions for you. Let me read them just like I did for Karen. So Mafe's prediction number three is AI will support parents in scheduling travel and child-friendly places. That's number one. And I like the way this goes along with it, Maffei. AI will support parents to stimulate the creative and artistic talents of their children. And to me, travel and child-friendly places is part of that artistic yeah. opening, shall we say. So go ahead, Maffei. Well, it's not like it's happening already, but this is going going back to being intentional again. When AI can support the needs without having the parent go through the research um, and the hustle and bustle to understand, okay, where is my child um, prioritizing their personality right now? Like, what would they like? This will speed up the process of um receiving options and opportunities. And then just for the, the fourth one, this is like happening now as well. I'm pretty sure a lot of parents, when your child starts to speak a lot and ask a lot of questions, it's always followed by why. <laughs> and you're like, as a parent, your face is just blank. And you have to be sensitive to, again, I think we, we just discussed it about the communication. Um, you know, what we share our child, is they're, they're a sponge right now. So whatever we say, of course, we're the comfort, then they will trust it. But then we run out, <laughs> again, going back to being a human, you run out of things to say with your toolbox, like, oh my gosh, what do I say now that that won't hurt their feelings, that won't, um, you know, lessen their choices in life, as, especially their creative juices, right? So, AI would then support, okay, this is how you speak, 
in more a positive way. And I know um, we talked about positivity a lot and calm way that they will understand and receive it, you know, because I know I put my hand out. I'm like, just because, because I said so. <laughs> and that does not cut it for, for kids these days anymore, right? So you want to be able to express with love, with positivity, and for them to understand that I can still do this. I am able to um, go here because there's so many crazy questions that they ask, right? Even with traveling, can we go to Disneyland? Can we go to Disney World? Can we go to Legoland? And it's like, okay, how do I express to this child? You're still at school. It costs a lot of money. They're just like, just do it. Like you're my parent. <laughs> you're supposed to allow, you know, you're supposed to make these things happen. You're the magi magician. But at the end of the day, AI will then support us on being able to answer those questions, being able to book those dream vacations in a budgeted and scheduled intentional way. So yes, it's not a prediction. I want it to be manifested. Please, everybody out there, <laughs> make it happen for us. <laughs> everybody, let's all ask Mafei when she's taking us all to Legoland. <laughs> All right. I think it's time we're going for our, in like six months. Time for our girls' trip, and we're going with exactly. you. Exactly, we're going to be adopted by you. Is everybody in Atia? You want to go? And I know we're Ren wants to go. First. We're going to go yeah. visit because um, it's and everything's in LA. We'll visit Ren first, so that's we'll visit Ren, and yeah, and we want to see where where her petting zoo was. Thank you exactly. very much, very much. You handed me a line there, Buffet, and I just had to grab it. So thank you very much. And let's go to Ren. Speaking of you, you've been so. You've been called. I'm picking two predictions from you. Yours were a little more provocative than most of the others, and I like that. Actually, there are three here that are provocative. Let me read a couple from Ren. They're short. First of all, she says, parents will freak, be freaked out, prediction, when kids start using AI with homework, for homework. Number two, kids will be better at using AI than parents. And let me read number four, which I didn't put in the chat for you. Kids in other countries outside the U.S. might use AI more in school with parent and teacher approval. Wow, lot going on there. Ren, I have three minutes for you. That's about it. Go ahead, regale us, please. Yes, well, from my own parenting journey, I've learned how my kids are so much sharper with things like processing information. And so then knowing with my own parents, like I'm so much more fluid with using phone apps and things. And I'm just like, they still keep asking the same questions year after year. How do I find such and such in my phone? The other thing is instinctively, when I have a question, I don't wonder. I go to Google. I instantly am knowing the information. And that's still something that the prior generation, it's not second nature. Like they sit there wondering, what time is something going to open? Or how does something work? And I'm like, I literally don't stay in the wonder zone very much. And so that's my prediction with that is that's where kids now are going to be, you know, whoosh, utilizing AI so much faster. The more you utilize it, the more fluent you become. So I think that's a pretty safe thing that kids are going to be excited, especially around homework. And I feel like that's almost the negative. And that's where like watching my son when it was during the pandemic and everything went online. And I'm like, you're using Google to help you write your stuff. Like, that's not 
fair. That's not how it was when I was in school. And so I think there's a lot of that. And so that's where this resistance, like it's not fair to utilize AI to help you with this. Like that's just, you're not learning it right. And so that's where I feel like there's a lot of pushback on that. And no, you need to do it from scratch and looking at when the kids are not doing it for an assignment, they're going to be utilizing this. So it's it's part of that. And then that's where I actually wasn't even aware about the other countries. Though so in this AI realm, I learned somebody who's in the education sector is she's saying the other countries are already making sure that there is AI technologies in the classrooms and things. And that's where looking at the U.S., like it took a while to allow internet in classrooms or iPads. And there's some some places that still don't even have that technology. And so looking at the other countries, when they put their focus on it, those are actually going to be people that are more fluent. They're using it more. Their kids are utilizing it. Ren, I have to go back in time and I'm not, I'm going to be very careful not to date myself too much. Um, but we've always had resources for educational support. We had the World Book and the Britannica when we when I was growing up. My parents invested in World Book. They were lovely, hard copy, leather bound books, and it was from A. If it were a lot of entries, A might have its own book, but J and K might share a book. We didn't have online. We had libraries. We had microfiche. People still use that. People have always been looking at resources, right? But the amazing thing to me about AI is that if you know how to use it, it's so fast. I was joking with all of you about writing the poem. How many times a day do you ask Alexa a question? She's an AI chatbot, for goodness sake. I asked her about some physical something I was going through this morning, and she gave me symptoms right from the National Institute of Health or from Johns Hopkins in two seconds. I had it right there listening in my kitchen, for goodness sake. So people are getting upset about, oh, you're cheating, you're using AI. Well, we've been using things all along. Just it's a different format. And I think the AI format scares people. I think that I think there's some fear there. But we've always, right, Karen, we've kids have always been doing their research somewhere. It just means you don't have to have a big reference book and you don't have to check in the library. You don't have to go in the stacks. And you can find current information just like that. I want to tell you all a quick story. We have a couple more minutes, if I may. And thank you, ladies, for your predictions. I very much appreciate the thought you put into them. Uh, there's an engineer, at uh, Matt's my engineer today, but there's a young engineer named Jordan. And he started working with me on my shows a couple months ago. And I mentioned that I was doing my opening through a poem I had co-written with ChatGPT AI. And he said he had never used ChatGPT. So I said, Jordan, let's schedule a Zoom call and I'll show you what I know, not a lot, but what I do. So we did. And I took him through some examples. I have, I save on my open AI. I have everything that I've done. So it's all there. Showed him some examples. And I said, just for fun, Jordan, let's make a movie. Let's get a movie outline. What would you like to do? I said, combine two movies. He said, well, how about the original Willy Wonka? And um, let's go with Back to the Future. So I said to ChatGPT, Ren's loving this. I said to ChatGPT, write us a movie outline of a five-part act, five-act movie with, thank you, um, four minutes, thank you, Matt, with um, the plots intertwined. And in five seconds, it took a little longer than usual, Ren, because it was a complicated request. It came up with this 
plot of a woman, Esmeralda or somebody, who had gotten lost in a time travel warp. And she, Karen, she had the recipe from Willy Wonka's chocolate and nobody could get it until they solved the problem of where in Back to the Future she had gone through the time machine, the DeLorean from Doc Emmett Brown. And it wrote a five-part outline for a script. I looked at it, Jordan looked at it, and we were, what just happened here? It was that fast. So, Maffei, going back to creativity, what's wrong with that? What is wrong with that? What's wrong with learning storytelling, right? Uh, Super smart stories, Atia. What's wrong with getting a little help from AI when you might not have been able to do it? I use something from my artwork called Night Cafe Studio. It's not mid-journey. It's not Dolly. Karen does too. You get free credits morning and night. You just have to click. They don't roll over. You got to get them. I have hundreds of credits and you pick different types of art. It could be neo-impressionism. It could be curvy lines. It could be modern comics. It could be in the forest with the candy land house and the bad wolf is about to come and all of that. And I just have so much fun with it, creating stuff. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with it? As long as we understand that we're using, our kids are using something that's outside of them, outside of us, and that it is on, you know, they say stand on the shoulders of giants. Well, there's a lot of artists and novelists and creative people whose work went into fulfilling that LLM, large language model, right? So that's a whole question of the ethics of giving credit and giving accountability, but that's another show we're not going to do today. So we have two minutes left, and I want to say thank you. Everybody give Karen Gibson a round of applause. Come on. There it is. <laughs> Come on. And K- Karen saved my life this morning. We won't go into it, but I will tell all of you that if you're ever feeling really out of sorts and you need to just be nice to yourself, somebody you self-care. Here's a technique I learned just before the show. It's called havening. Put your cross your hands across your chest and put your hands on your shoulders and then gently bring your hands down to your elbows, giving yourself a hug. And do it several times and it's havening. And Karen, I don't remember the name of the lady who's, uh, whose technique that was. But do you remember her? The one you just sent to me from... Uh, yeah, Karen. Oh, no, I, I just did a, a quick one. And I, but the main thing is havening technique. And there's so many different ones on YouTube. It's but it's lovely. so empowering, isn't this it? This was Dr. Kate Truitt, T-R-U-I-T-T. Thank you very much. Karen, thank you for that. So um, if anybody's a little bit stressed, just do some havening. That's it. And I'm yes. going to rename it as heavening. So I want to say thank you to Karen Gibson. Thank you to Mafe Belasco. Thank you to Atia Chaudhry Green. Thank you to Ren Roberts. You're all lovely. You're all smart. You're all passionate. Don't go away. We'll talk afterwards. Thank you to Matt, my engineer. I've got one minute left. So ladies, put up your finger. We're going to do a no, no, no together. Put up your finger. There you go. You can do it, everybody. Okay. On the canvas, where you're going to join me in no, 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 just like that. People say the future is already here. And our answer is one, two, three. No, no, no. I didn't hear you. Do it again. No, 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 no. no. And you know why? Because the future they say is here was yesterday's future. And the sentence I just gave was in the future. And now it's in the past. So we've got to do something to make it better. Let's talk about parenting. Let's keep talking about AI. Let's use the tools we have and the heart and caring to be good parents and to be good children. Bonnie D signing off. Everybody wave goodbye. Thank you for joining us for Technology Revolution, the future of now. Mark your calendar to join host Bonnie D. Graham every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel to hear how technology is impacting your future now.